in the old kind of style of it, you were dependent on a central dev team to provide all of the utility and all the value for your NFT. And if nobody was kind of taking the wheel there, you had an NFT that just sits in your wallet and doesn't do anything. But now that your NFT is a wallet, your NFT can do anything. It can go out there and collect open editions on Zora. It can go out there and vote on proposals and join a DAO itself. It can go out there and uh, you know start curating and collecting things that it that you you know you think are are cool for it. It gives you the ability to take NFTs that previously had no utility or were dependent on a central party for utility, and lets you as the holder define what utility is for you, define what rarity is for you, define the kind of non-fungibleness of your NFTs. And instead of just waiting for you know some some core team or some someone to tell you what to do with your NFT, you can create that for yourself. And you can like the the full spectrum of on-chain activities is available to you. And so thinking about DAOs as these kind of spaces where people come to create and come to play and come to, you know, form together as communities, um, NFTs can be a part of that. You can use your NFT as your means of entering into a DAO. I, I would love to see like this, I would love to see DAOs kind of become the place where people from the town square who feel like they've lost that town square come to to rest. Like, I think we kind of take that for granted in you know the crypto twitter sphere right like we've had we have these tight communities we've had these kind of like crypto centered dao centered communities um and so when when if twitter looks like it might be on the way out like we have these communities to fall back on but for a lot of folks who aren't in the space they might not have had those as much and i think dao's can kind of be the next place where uh people come to just express creativity express um, things that they're passionate about within the context of a, of a community. It could be the next, um, the next small town squares. Welcome to UFO, a podcast where artists, musicians, and tech creators talk about the future, a place for revolutionary ideas. I'm your host, Nick Hollins. On today's show, Jaden Windle from Future Primitive, Isaac from Nouns Builder and Zora, and Neo Cry from Builder Dow and Downs Builder, joining for a group conversation about what they're all working on. Between the new NFT standard, ERC6551, that Jaden has been working on with the Future Primitive team, including our friend Benny Jiang, we just heard Jaden at the start of this show. 6551 now means any NFT that has previously existed and will in the future has now become a wallet. NFTs can now hold other NFTs, its turtles all the way down. We talk about Nouns Builder and what's happening in that ecosystem where NeoCry is a resident engineer at BuilderDAO and really helping to drive a lot of that activity. Isaac has plenty to share from the Zora side and years of experience in the space as we delve into topics about the state of DAOs in 2023, opportunities we see going forward for new manifestations of on-chain media, collective creation as DAOs form around NFTs, Web3 social and how that relates on-chain across ecosystems, new possibilities for building communities and releasing creative works, how collectives can now form using the DAO tooling of Nouns Builder and experimenting with ideas like The Park, a music DAO based in LA who record music together and make DAO proposals for the DAO to release those songs as NFTs and proceeds go back to artists via splits and collectors become on-chain supporters of those works and how ideas like these and many others are forming a new lifestyle for the internet as the town square that we've had on Twitter seems a little under siege and experiencing some tremors and individuals are breaking off to all corners of the internet and we can stay connected with our friends via on-chain actions potentially form new worlds entirely off platforms to communicate, create things together and release creative works. All three guests on this show are highly involved with all of these ideas and what's happening. And that's why we organized to record for this episode of UFO. Let's take a moment to thank our sponsors helping to put UFO on the air. And today we have exciting news, welcoming Interface, as a sponsor of UFO. Interface is a mobile companion 
for Ethereum travelers. Connect with people and communities you're a part of, stay updated with their on-chain footprint through activity feed and notifications. You can read articles on Mirror, watch and listen to on-chain media all in one place. We're super happy to be working with the Interface team. We met recently and have been talking after recognizing that UFO episodes minted on Zora can be listened to right in the app. And it links right there to the post on Mirror and to everything else. So it's really cool. And we've already been jamming on some ideas together to bring new features to Interface and potentially raise all boats for creators and on-chain media projects. As we mint across Ethereum, Optimism, Polygon, and Zora, Interface brings all of that together in one place. And to download the app, you can visit interface.social and you can follow UFO on-chain at ufoclub.eth. Next up, our excellent friends at Zirian. UFO is a podcast that brings together the brightest builders, creators, and founders shaping the cultural side of Web3. And Zirian is the perfect wallet for these active citizens. Zirian combines every corner of Web3 in a simple and intuitive app for self-custodial humans. Discover the hottest NFT collections, track your DeFi rewards, and vote in DAOs across 10 plus chains. Come along and check out their app on mobile. You can get started at zerion.io. That's Z-E-R-I-O-N dot I-O. Lens Protocol is the open source tech stack for building decentralized social media applications, a new era for social media in Web3. Lens isn't a social media app. It's a protocol to let Web3 social apps thrive, a permissionless and transparent social graph that is owned by the user. With Lens, your followers go with you to whichever application you want to use. And instead of being trapped inside the walled garden of an algorithm, Lens lets you choose the way you want to experience your social media. UFO is available on all Lens apps at ufoclub.lens. And to get started in the ecosystem, visit lens.xyz. The catalog of UFO podcasts is available to mint and collect on Zora. All 34 episodes are live on Zora Network. Visit ufo.fm and click on podcast to check out the collection. To explore links for Jaden Windle, Isaac, and Neo Cry, check out the show notes at ufo.mirror.xyz. Let's join this conversation, starting with Isaac and what he's been working on with Zora and Nouns Builder over the past while. I joined Zora about a year, a year and three months ago. Um, joined Zora mainly as PM. Um, and then earlier this year, I was tasked to open source Nouns Builder. Um, I skipped an entire sort of a period between joining uh, Zora to uh, getting on board into Nouns Builder, but essentially I uh, had expressed interest um, to leadership around like hey, about wanting to get involved a little bit more around DAO tooling and Nouns Builder, Nouns Builder in general. And then earlier this year, there was um, there was a task, main like a major task around like how do we open source the front end? How do we transfer IP control over to the DAO? Like how do we like how do we carry out this experiment and see if it's gonna if it's going to change the way people build public good tooling um, in a different way. So uh, onboarded myself into uh, now it's Builder. I'm still employed by Zora. And then I'm kind of like the liaison point between Zora and, and BuilderDAO and then working as a uh, product and project manager for, for now it's Builder. And then obviously working with NeoCry, NeoCry is the resident engineer for uh, BuilderDAO. So which is a great segue into... Uh, Neo, yeah. Yeah, so I started like truly building in crypto like early 2021. I basically found out about like protocols and Ethereum and well, I kind of knew about Ethereum in 2018, but never really knew the capabilities of building on top of it. So started learning how to develop protocols and stuff in 2021 and built this app on top of Zora called Artiva where you can basically make your own storefront. And I was kind of working on that for like a year and it was super fun. Worked pretty close with some people at Zora on that. And then kind of as the 2022 year was ending, 
and kind of stuff was like winding down a bit with the market. I was kind of looking for new opportunities. I was kind of doing some like side projects with like generative art stuff, which is pretty fun, but I kind of wanted to take on something more meaty. And there was this prop house roundup for nouns builder that got me pretty, pretty excited. It was kind of like, you can build your own client. So I built like a, a dev focused client that was super customizable and remixable ended up winning the prop house which was super fun and then isaac reached out to me about becoming the resident engineer for nouns builder and i kind of just like rolled with the opportunity because i thought it would be super cool to kind of take this thing that was built by zora and it was very kind of like top-down production and figure out how we can make it into more of a community ecosystem type vibe so that's kind of what we slowly started been working towards is like i i kind of started after the front end was open source so now we're kind of like getting different developers on and kind of working more at the protocol level now and seeing how people can build different clients on top of the app so yeah pretty excited with where we're at with all that yeah i well so i agree uh builder dao is uh super interesting and cool to hear that you're like right in uh the center of that and in that community and what's been building out and uh i guess like what what's your experience there what's the vibe in the you know how how functional is the dao at this stage you know like how are things rolling and developing and i think it's really cool to see like builder kind of sitting there in you know in the nexus between all these obviously nouns builder projects that are being built but also zora and other kind of stakeholders in it i think i don't know i just find it super interesting we've had various conversations with other uh builder doubt interested folks on previous episodes as well so yeah it's cool to catch you guys who are kind of so keenly involved with it yeah yeah i mean the doubt kind of had some growing pains like at the start like no one really understood what we were supposed to do there wasn't really clear direction but now that um, Patty Hausman has joined the project, so Zora hired her to kind of um, figure out the DAO direction. Uh, we've kind of started focusing on DAO tooling as a public good. So cool. it's basically now uh, like a DAO tooling DAO for us to kind of build tools and support the DAOs that are built on top of the Nouns Builder protocol. Yeah, amazing. And like Isaac... Um, can I ask you about like, like Zora clearly has this interest in like, you know, providing, um, funding and support for building out some of these like open features and protocol type things. I'm yeah, curious to kind of get a vibe check for, you know, where Zora sits in relation to these kind of supporting these types of projects. I think it's a super cool aspect of Zora. Yeah. Um, I think there is a natural alignment with, with Zora, now it's Builder, now it's DAOs, FWB, and all these different communities who are interested in the now it's Builder protocol. I think the alignment mainly is around like building towards a more, I wouldn't say, dis I wouldn't use the word decentralized, but rather a, an internet that we can all own. And I think now it's Builder and Zora, they're naturally aligned in the sense where if we think about nouns, um, the way the nouns as the as in the OG nouns now, like if you've seen, if you've been following what they've been doing around like media uh, distribution, creating net new media, um, funding artists from the ground up, like those are the kind of kinds of stuff that we want to see uh, happening even more with a nouns builder through nouns builder through using Zora technology, uh, for example, like we've got the a drop proposal with a nouns builder that's actually using uh, the Zora uh nft contracts uh, that allows the DAO to create an, a 721 edition directly as a DAO, execute all that all on chain so you see that sort of collaboration happening very if once you start looking to tech stack a little bit once you start getting into the thick of the action start talking to different people you start realizing oh wait we're using a lot of zora tech we we're doing things in a very Zora-y way, which is like open source, building in public, getting feedback publicly. Uh, we're working with the right partners. We're working with the right builders within the space. So yeah, very strong alignment uh, all around, I would say. I dig that. Um, so welcoming Jaden to the show uh, as well and like keen to 
invite you on the mic here. Um, I, yeah, I'd love to ask about like your origin stories in crypto, uh, background in the space and as a developer and uh, to tell us about like Future Primitive and kind of what you're all uh, working on over there. For sure. Yeah, thanks for having me here. So I got my start building in the crypto space at around 2017, 2018 era. I was living in a hacker house in Palo Alto working on a startup and all of a sudden everybody was flipping ICOs, everybody was talking about Ethereum, everybody was, you know, trading crypto kitties and you know, it's kind of this whole new uh new space opening up and so I got really interested in it. Started learning, you know, back then they had the Crypto Zombies um series which was really great. That was kind of my first diving into building in Ethereum and then um, found it really compelling that money is a data type and you can build applications where money and assets are just a part of the applications you build. And so I've been building on and off since uh, really dove deep into building with things uh, with Future Primitive in about a year and a half ago, almost two years ago now. And so Future Primitive, the the idea with that was to be a Web3 venture studio. So a, uh, a community of builders that work on projects and products and primitives to, um, to build in the space and to create new and novel ways to use NFTs. Um, Benny, one of our founders, was one of the folks who launched CryptoKitties and who uh, you know then went on to work on Cheese Wizards and, and Top Shot and and uh, you know since then we've launched a couple of NFT projects. The one that we spent the most time on was a project called Stableverse. Uh, and through it, all of that, our goal has been to experiment with the form that is an NFT. How can we push the boundaries of what it means to be an NFT? How can we give NFTs the ability to do new things? And so huge fans of the Nouns community and the Nouns ecosystem and all of the tooling there in terms of creating new forms of community, new forms of governance on top of NFTs. And so that's been our journey with Future Primitive so far. We built a lot of stuff. And most recently, um, uh, kind of the outcome of a lot of experiments we were doing around this thesis of giving NFTs the ability to do more, we came up with the idea that then became ERC-6551. Um, and so since then, we've uh, we've been building on it and talking about it, and it seems to have resonated with a lot of people. And so most of our effort right now is focused on building tooling around ERC-6551 and helping others build on top of it. Yeah, amazing. And I agree, like 6551, uh, it's interesting to see like it's having like an, an impact and people were paying uh, attention. And like, I've, I've heard you speak before um, in media about how this isn't the first time that something like 6551 has been kind of brought through. And um, maybe before we kind of jump to some other things and how, you know, this new uh, idea for NFTs can play across Nouns Builder and all these other things that we're talking about. Um, if you could possibly, you know, uh, share with the audience, like, uh, what is this new idea? How how does it work? What does it uh, represent? ERC six five five one gives every NFT a wallet. That's the core idea of it. We've given every NFT, every Nouns out there, every Azuki out there, every CryptoKitty out there, and the project that launches next week. Every NFT now comes with its own unique wallet address. And that gives every NFT a couple of neat new properties. One, it means every NFT can own things. So your noun could own a little noun or some nouns tokens if that ever becomes a thing. It also means that every NFT can do things as its own identity. So your noun can go and swap tokens on Uniswap or your noun could vote directly on proposals instead of it being your wallet that's taking all the actions, you as the holder being the primary identity. It allows your NFT to be the primary identity and take actions. Uh, and then it also allows NFTs to create their own history. So when you have a wallet, you can see all of the actions, all of the assets, all of the things that this NFT has done over time in one place, as opposed to just being one out of many assets within a wallet. So what ERC-6551 does, it gives every NFT an account. It gives every NFT a wallet. And that opens up a lot of really cool new things you can do with NFTs, existing NFTs. You don't need to launch a new NFT collection to use it. So I guess I'd like to throw to, to Isaac and, and Neo and kind of, you know, your, you know, dialing back uh, a few months or whenever it was, like your initial reactions when you were like reading on 6551 and kind of, you know, I imagine ideas that were popping to mind and how it could play off the kind of work that you guys have been focusing on. Yeah, when I first heard about it, I'm like, 
this is super unique. And it was kind of hard to like think about what you could do with it because it just kind of like opened up so much of what an NFT could do essentially. So, I mean, the first uses that come to mind obviously are like, okay, this is great for gaming and things like that. But I was like, okay, it probably doesn't apply so much for like something like Nouns Builder essentially. But when we hopped on a call with Future Primitive and started understanding some of the benefits, such as like onboarding, where you can basically like seed these tokens with like ERC20s or like other tokens, even before Mint, is interesting. And the main thing that we've been thinking about a lot is like soul bounding other tokens onto like current collections. So the main feature that we're thinking about for the next sprint of our protocol is like, how can we take a current NFT collection like Board Apes or Azukis or something and add on Nouns Builder functionality to that? So it's something we're calling Collection Plus. And that basically comes from like, we can now take a Nouns Builder token, soul bound it to the account of the NFT, and they can basically have governance powers without having like two separate tokens, essentially. So that's kind of like one of the new things we're experimenting with, with ERC6551 that I think is a, a use case that not a lot of people have talked about yet. And uh, Isaac, do yeah, sorry, do you have your thoughts in this space too? Yeah, uh, I think when I first came across six five five one, it was through Benny's tweets. He was just tweeting a lot about it. I was like, "What is this uh, really cool idea that um, that it, this person's talking about?" And then I started looking into it. Very similar to Neo, I thought it was like, "Oh, this is cool. It makes a lot of sense for like." Uh, on-chain gaming uh, just thinking of it very much like you you have a character and then you start like piecing like armors together like you have weapons or like in that one token bound account of like oh that's a really cool idea and it hit me immediately that that it was like oh wait we could use this for something like mounts builder until a few months later which is most recently we started having a chat with uh, a team who's currently working on trying to dowify um, crypto punks and and we were like oh how do we how do we generalize that approach for all the current collections um for mounts builder how do we help existing nft collections become a dao become a nounish dao uh without having to is- like issue a new or new set of tokens and worry about um having to deal with like secondary market and all of that stuff and then the idea of six five five one made a lot of sense for us it's kind of like oh wait what if we could uh, what if we could allow um, collections like Stand with Crypto or, or collections like uh, the base commemorative token collection? Like, how do we, what if we could allow these folks uh, who are passionate about the projects to take it upon themselves, self coordinate and self organize to become a DAO? Um, and we think it's, it might be possible using 6551. So, yeah, very excited for what's about to what what we're planning to work on over the next couple of months yeah yeah that's super interesting kind of bouncing off as you say stand with crypto and some of these like open editions on zora that had like tens of thousands of mints or like loads of people collecting them and stuff and then turning a key 6551 and like them playing with nouns builder tools it's a really neat idea for a community formation and stuff and yeah uh, you noted before about you know, these creative collectives now being able to like mint works as a DAO and kind of pass a proposal or a dropposal or whatever to kind of put these things mm-hmm. out. Um, I think a really, really cool space and we're probably early to a lot of this stuff. Like I really dig the park and what they're doing and how they release music as a collective. Like may- maybe it'd be fun to chat about a bit like some of the early mover projects that's uh, who've launched with Nouns Builder uh, to date, uh, Black Hand, Purple, Public Assembly, The Park, uh, and all these yeah. things like, yeah, what what you guys are seeing potentially being like close in contact with with some of these groups? Um, yeah, obviously we're, we're chatting to them uh, all the time. Uh, obviously The Park, uh, we've got a good relationship with Derek and Black Hand, we've got Sersu as well. Black Hand has been doing amazing stuff. Uh, in the Web3 esports space. Uh, we want to continue supporting them. Um, 
with their efforts. And in purple, obviously, one of the uh, one of the very prominent DAOs that have spun out of Nounce Builder, of uh, you see them with Barcaster. You've got prominent members uh, who are leading the charge around like uh, coordinating coordinating the DAO to improve or like to build on top of Barcaster protocol. Uh, public assembly, uh, good good team of people as well. You've got Max uh, doing really cool stuff. They they I think one of the most memorable projects that they've worked on um, that got funding from Builder DAO and now it's Builder was actually flexible interfaces that makes it really easy for every Nounish DAO to spin out a standalone website with all the auction components um, in a very aesthetic with very aesthetic design. So it's a copyable template. So very cool stuff. And entropy, as usual, they're like doing amazing stuff around curation, and then yeah, um, yeah, these ones constantly talking to them, and then there's um, yeah, and then we're currently working with new, uh, new like existing collections who are interested in the uh that collection plus idea. We're already in, in talks with them, like understanding a little bit more about their pain points, understanding. Uh, the ideal UX uh, for for this process. So, yeah, very, very exciting stuff uh, for both early and upcoming uh, projects. For real. Neo, do you have comments on this or I can move to something else? Yeah, I think some of the most exciting use cases for me have been like um, these kind of protocol grants programs that you see as like BuilderDAO and PurpleDAO where we're kind of just like funding, building on top of these protocols, I think is really exciting. So I'm interested to see this applying over to L2s as well, where there could be like a Zora grants program that funds cool artist experiments or people building new protocols on the Zora chain, similar to base. This kind of applies to like a lot of different protocol level stuff. I think that's one of the most exciting use cases. And we're, I think we're going to, see a kind of an explosion of people testing this stuff out because we recently uh rolled out to layer twos specifically optimism and zora earlier this week so it just makes it way cheaper for people to try this stuff out and test things and like see what kind of sticks i guess yeah, so curious to ask here um, for Jaden and, and for all of you guys like uh how does all of this like tie in together with um, 6551 and, you know, uh, that also being deployed onto Zora network as well, uh, imminently, I believe. Um, with UFO, you know, like we recently minted our whole collection of podcasts on Zora um, using, you know, using that network and stuff like that. So we're like experimenting with on-chain media and kind of having fun with that, thinking a lot about, you know, collective curation or creation into the future and, you know, what communities can be doing. Um, so that's kind of where we're at and what we're having fun with uh, with Zora. But yeah, really curious to to hear about the conversations that you guys have been having and how, you know, different ideas about how you see these things all like combining together. Yeah, there's a lot of neat ways that 6551 can play into different NFTs launched on different chains. I think the Zora chain is really interesting because you have a lot of creatives launching NFTs there using the Zora tooling. And with 6551, all of those NFTs come with wallets. And so you can use this idea of an NFT having a wallet to build really creative pieces of art or really creative compositions or pieces of media. You could have an NFT whose artwork is composed of the things that it owns. So you could have like a, you know, a collection of podcast episodes where the cover art of an NFT changes based on which podcast episode open editions it's collected. Uh, you could have artwork where um, the more of a certain NFT that piece of artwork collects, um, you know, the the brighter the artwork gets or something like you can you can do all sorts of things to the actual NFTs you launch when you build them around this concept of the NFT comes with a wallet and what is in the wallet is part of what that what that NFT is. It's part of that NFT's state of being. And so it's a really interesting new tool for creatives to build on top of um, beyond just like media as a token. It's now media as a token with subtokens, media as a token with an identity, media as a token with the ability to take actions. And that opens up a, a pretty wide play space of things to build. 
Uh, the really interesting thing uh, with especially nouns builder in particular is that because nouns, nounish NFTs release on a schedule over time, you know the token IDs that will be emitted in the future. You know which noun you're going to buy in two weeks or two months or two years. And even before those nouns exist, before those tokens are ever minted, they already have an address. They already have an account. And you can start putting things into those accounts before the NFT ever exists. So you could send a UFO podcast episode NFT to the 3000th noun ever minted. And so when that noun gets minted, they'll be able to now own this UFO podcast episode. So you can do a lot of really interesting things with NFTs owning accounts where the NFT doesn't even exist yet um, and build some interesting things on top of that. Yeah, that's straight up news to me, by the way. As like jumping in this conversation, I uh, wasn't aware of the piece of like being able to mint or drop things into uh, NFTs that don't exist yet. But yeah, throwing back to Isaac and Neo as well, like um, we can jam a little about how you see all this stuff like uh, playing together. I'm really curious to hear. Yeah, one of the killer use cases for when we first talked about future primitive is account abstraction along with this kind of stuff so basically stuff is super cheap on layer twos now so we're gonna start launching nounish style DAOs on layer two and since the the voting transactions are pretty cheap we can have DAOs sponsor votes through a paymaster so essentially it becomes free for anyone to do these votes but that requires essentially interaction with a smart contract wallet and what does ERC-6551 bring? Every NFT now comes with a smart contract wallet. So basically makes this kind of onboarding into account abstraction much simpler for like our use case specifically. Because you can also just go like, okay, let's build a paymaster that says, we're going to pay for all the transactions for like these uh, token bound accounts that are interacting with our protocol. It just makes it a lot easier to do account abstraction and make it super easy for anyone to like say open up an app and then just start voting for free like not even thinking about anything i'm curious to tie it back into you know um what all three of you kind of think about where DAOs are at at this point in time you know like we've all kind of been here for the last whatever four or five years in various sort of waves of experimentation uh in those things and what DAOs are for and how they can operate and i think uh, what Nouns Builder is kind of offering and the experiments that are going on there are very interesting approaches to it. I, su I suppose like, you know, years ago, it was more, let's say, social tokens or like an ERC-20 kind of thing to kind of at the heart of it. But the fact that now either a DAO can be formed around an NFT that people collect or a DAO is formed around, yeah, daily auction style thing or perpetual auction, but then it funds itself through the creation of things done by that group and and that kind of thing like you know like the touch point that i think of is the uh like constitution dow is one thing that happened a couple of years ago and like you know was that juice box i'm pretty sure and so it was like you know people just dropping things into a thing and like there were very there were funny like dow experiments uh like that but yeah just curious like vibe check where uh, how you guys are feeling about like the state of dows here in like mid 23 yeah, like the first thing I that onboarded me into crypto was like trying to do projects with Raid Guild. That was super fun. So that was kind of like my first experience with DAOs. And then as I kind of like looked into stuff more, it kind of seemed like a lot of this stuff wasn't like, not Raid Guild specifically, but like if you look at the Board Ape DAO, it's like five people kind of like <laughs> running everything. So it, it was interesting seeing like these ERC 20 DAOs and how stuff progressed with that. But kind of when nouns dropped, I think that kind of changed the game for DAOs. And it's like, wow, you can actually do something that's more decentralized and more unique. It's funding like real life things like nouns gets me excited about the concept of DAOs, not like nouns is the final product for DAOs, but it's kind of like this, this almost like pivot point where it's like, okay, everyone was kind of going left and then nouns went right. And it's like, oh, there's this whole other space of stuff we can explore over on this side. So yeah, I'm excited to see 
where we take it with nouns builder where we can kind of try because we have more flexibility we can basically say like oh let's try different distribution mechanisms let's try different voting styles where where we can kind of iterate on the core of what nouns is so i'm excited to see where we can take this over the next few years and how we can even integrate some of the stuff that optimism is doing with their two houses system i think is really interesting way to kind of move beyond token voting and like how can we integrate some of their learnings into what we're doing with nouns builder so yeah i'm excited for the future of DAOs personally yeah um i got into DAOs through index co-op actually uh DeFi DAO. um i think the, the actually before that i was I was actually working on my own startup around like social audio um, or career advice kind of vibe. And then at that point, the one thing that I was trying to figure out was actually incentivizing users. How do we align two different sets of users who are very contradicting uh, sort of needs and pain points and then start looking to DAOs a little bit more. Um, and then, yeah, obviously contributed to DAOs um, through index co-op, um, yeah, and couldn't stop thinking about it. And then when Nouns came out, I remember just going, wow, this is actually very interesting. Like it, w- it wasn't so much around like the on-chain governance side of things back then. It was like you weren't seeing that many exi- exciting proposals back then. Uh, you were just seeing really expensive options. Uh, like what they were going up to like 90 ETH each day. I was like, wow, this is actually absolutely fascinating. Yeah. And then when I started seeing those proposals popping up, like you start seeing residency proposals being uh, proposed, you start seeing um, like animation studios being funded. And you're like, wow, actually, a DAO could actually do so much this way. Um, I think we're seeing an evolution of what DAO sh- should actually be like. And instead of, I think initially my thought was like DAOs could change the way you work, but I think it's DAOs could change the way you create. I think that's, that's more of a that's a huge meta meta shift with nouns and then eventually nouns builder and then you start seeing the likes of, yeah the park that's a really good example of uh, creating things together as a, as a community right um, and you want to see more communities do that uh, and I think nouns builder has all has what it takes to kind of lead that uh, evolution of, of DAOs on chain creation on chain communities. Uh, might be a spicy take, but I've been thinking about like, oh, uh, what if, what if rather, like, with I think people have got like very different interpretation of what DAOs stand for, like, like decentralized autonomous organization. People constantly nitpick the point that a lot of DAOs are not truly decentralized, which is fair. Uh, and it's kind of thinking like, what if they're just on-chain communities where people just create together? I think that's that's ultimately i feel like it's a much stronger vision for mounts builder like how do we just empower these communities when it, who want to create um who want to collect and create at the same time for yeah very excited for the next couple of years for on-chain communities and mounts builder yeah i really dig that and like um that's kind of what along with ivano and other friends um from ufo and other projects like definitely the space that we've been jamming in and you know being in the loop with meta label and the whole network there of different projects and and all that kind of stuff so i i like that framing about DAOs changing the way that we create rather than being the future of work necessarily and also the kind of the DAO thing the word autonomous is also tricky because uh i guess it's supposed to kind of refer to the fact that like things are you know resolved on chain or whatever and there's a kind of there's a tech layer there but uh, DAOs are not autonomous in any way. They require a lot of effort and coordination and things happening. Like uh, these kind of creative DAOs do not happen on autopilot. And um, Jaden, I'd love to throw to you as well, kind of like your um, your explorations in, in the DAO space and how you see the future of this. And also open invitation for you guys to like throw questions at each other as well. Like I'm, I'm happy just to be in the room while you guys like, you know, chop it up about this stuff. Sounds great. Yeah, I think... One of the most interesting parts of DAOs to me is this idea of permissionless contributions. So if you're working in like a normal startup environment or a normal company, 
there's this kind of like, there's this gate to contributing. You have to do a job interview. You have to prove that you, you prove to some hiring manager that you've got some skills. You've got to, like, this is before you can even contribute anything really to the success of a company. Um, you have to get up through all of these hoops. But in the case of a DAO, you can just start building, right? In the case of nouns in particular, all of the artwork is open source, all of the code is open source, the mechanisms, like everything is just open and you can just start building and contributing. And Nouns has done a really good job of structuring the DAO in such a way that that's encouraged and that that's kind of the, the central point of it is that it encourages everybody to build, everybody to create, everybody to contribute to the DAO and, and kind of the goal that it has set for itself. It's that idea of being able to just without any barriers join a community by contributing, provide value to a group by contributing, whether that's art or code or ideas, you can just start being a part of it. There's nothing stopping you from joining. Um, you can contribute to nouns now without owning a noun, which is really neat. So I, I think the people often think of DAOs as like decentralized and autonomous and that the entire organization has to be decentralized in the purest sense. And there has to be no you know, central coordination. Everything has to be autonomously done. But I think the decentral and autonomous parts of DAOs are that individuals can contribute autonomously. The autonomy is at the individual level. You can just join and start contributing and start providing value without asking anyone's permission and in a decentralized way. And so by giving everybody that ability to work in a decentralized and autonomous way, that's what makes up the DAO. And I think Nouns has done an incredible job of that. Can I just add a point to Jaden's, uh, what Jaden's been speaking about? I think uh, Jaden's on the, um, definitely hit the, the nail on its head there. Um, I think the first, maybe the second iteration of DAOs were more so like, when I want to contribute to the DAO, I need to work. Like I need to be part of a working group. Um, I need to do things for, for the DAO. But with nounish DAOs, you don't necessarily need to work. It's kind of like, oh, how do we, how do we fund cool stuff together? Um, how do we attract uh, the members that we want to uh, bring on board? Like it's a very different kind of experience, uh, I would say. Uh, the initial DAO that I was part of felt like there was a lot of cognitive load. I was like, oh, I got to do this. I could spend a lot of time. But like now this DAO is more like, I want to be doing stuff together with a bunch of people that I vibe with. Um, it, it just feels like it's, um, it feels less like work, more like play, I would say. But obviously with a lot of money, uh, at stake. But yeah, that's a huge uh, mindset shift, I would say, with Nounish now. Yeah, something I've kind of thought about it is like a subreddit with a bank account where you have this little community and like anyone can post and create stuff or like contribute to discussions or but the bank account is what kind of like allows people to say like, okay, we want to focus on this kind of stuff. We want to let this guy cook up some more art and do his his thing in his way. So it's like that's kind of my my thinking of it. And some of like the the best frameworks for, for what we have as a DAO don't even call themselves DAO. Like Linux, you can think of as a DAO where it's like people autonomously contributing to this like Linux kernel. Like Ethereum Core, you can think of as a DAO where these these different working groups working together to build the idea of the Ethereum protocol as an open source project so it's like that's kind of more my idea of like combine these subreddits combine these like autonomous people working on like linux and ethereum core and it's like how can we make this stuff mesh well together you know what's interesting as well i feel like as you describe that we're in a moment in the internet where people are being sort of dispersed to all corners and like the town square is kind of being destroyed where that was crypto Twitter or whatever. Do you know what I mean? So it feels like there's this move now of like collectively designing new internet spaces, places where we want to create together and hang out together and stuff like that. Because, you know, we all had Twitter this entire time, but it feels like we're kind of, you know what I mean? Like if, if, if people can no longer DM each other or surface on on the thing i i think it's really interesting looking at everything that we've been talking about in this episode is like this collective effort to create a new sort of internet environment yeah i think like on chain could become the new like 
town square, I guess, where people were kind of just like putting their posts, their content on, say, Zora, or they're putting their discussions in like a nounish DAO. So kind of like creating this amalgamation of different platforms and putting it all on chain so people can create different interfaces for the data or different ways to interact with it. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what kind of niches we can bring this into just outside of like the crypto Twitter sphere, essentially. Does anyone else on the call like have have thoughts on this notion of like creating new, you know, town squares and collective spaces together? Does that strike anyone's uh, curiosity? Probably the subreddit analogy that Mio Cry mentioned earlier. Uh, I spend quite a bit of time in Reddit. Um, I do all my research on Reddit. Um, I go to Reddit. I don't. I'm more of a lurker, but you see people who are actively contributing to like posts or helping people out or like they're working towards a common goal of whatever that subreddit it was set out to to do. I think it's that town square subreddit idea is very powerful and even then like there's literally no um i guess financial incentivization around getting these people to contribute to these subreddits right like how do we it's just kind of rallying people behind one thing that everyone can uh can agree to and can, can agree on and just giving them the right tools to carry out whatever that they they want to uh, do and in, in the case of now builder would it would be creating things on chain i would say and then obviously a lot of them are starting to do stuff in person as well but you you, you start seeing um uh that that use case being being picked up a little bit more around on chain creation and collection for now builder um bouncing to Jaden as well like it'd be maybe fun to like circle back on 6551 and kind of more kind of use cases and potential experiments uh for it like noting this idea of like creative projects can now like airdrop nfts to the wallets of you know the original nfts they minted in the first collection or whatever and so like the dynamics for some of these like nft communities uh and collective projects are all kind of shifting and you know inviting you know we could we could jam on this a bit more. Yeah, for sure. I think it's it's really interesting. Since every NFT now has a wallet, existing collections can be a part of this as well. Like existing collections that are you know are dead or or haven't had like you know that were kind of like haven't had a lot of action in terms of like developer activity and building on top of them. That ability to continue building and continue creating. It's now passed to the holders themselves. Like in the in you know in the old kind of style of it, you're dependent on a central dev team to provide all of the utility and all the value for your NFT. And if nobody was kind of taking the wheel there, you had an NFT that just sits in your wallet and doesn't do anything. But now that your NFT is a wallet, your NFT can do anything. It can go out there and collect open editions on Zora. It can go out there and vote on proposals and join a DAO itself. It can go out there and, uh, you know, start curating and collecting things that it that you you, know, you think are, are cool for it. It gives you the ability to take NFTs that previously had no utility or were dependent on a central party for utility and lets you as the holder define what utility is for you, define what rarity is for you, define the kind of non-fungibleness of your NFTs. And instead of just waiting for you know some some core team or some someone to tell you what to do with your nft you can create that for yourself and you can like the the full spectrum of on-chain activities is available to you and so thinking about DAOs as these kind of spaces where people come to create and come to play and come to you know form together as communities um nfts can be a part of that you can use your nft as your means of entering into a DAO. i, I would love to see like this I would love to see DAOs kind of become the place where people from the town square who feel like they've lost that town square come to to rest. Like I think we kind of take that for granted in you know the crypto Twitter sphere, right? Like we've had we have these tight communities, we've had these kind of like crypto-centered, DAO-centered communities. Um, and so when when if Twitter looks like it might be on the way out, like we have these communities to fall back on, but for a lot of folks who aren't in the space, 
they might not have had those as much. And I think DAOs can kind of be the next place where uh, people come to just express creativity, express um, things that they're passionate about within the context of a, of a community. It could be the next, um, the next small town squares. Yeah, any of that town square looks essentially or runs a little like the subreddits that we've had for years, as Isaac was saying, uh, except now that everyone, you know, can be playing and creating stuff that are kind of, you know, in every creative realm rather than, you know, a lot of text-based stuff that Reddit is, um, that becomes uh, super interesting. But yeah, bouncing to, to Isaac and Neo as well, like love to hear your thoughts on what Jaden is is talking about there. Yeah, I mean, this is directly related to the collection plus idea we're thinking of it. Like, 6591 literally gives you, like, permissionless extensions for your NFTs where anyone can kind of add on to it and build out the universe of a collection. And, I mean, with the collection plus thing, we're basically upgrading these collections to be able to interact with, like, a noun-ish style DAO. And that can be an economic engine that can go back and like, okay, what's the next thing we want to add on to our collections and how can we even push what we want to do even further without having to rely on the central teams, essentially where you see like the founders kind of not aligning with the user's needs. I mean, specifically not to call it anyone, but the Azuki drop, a lot of people were kind of annoyed about the way they're they're trying to extend the collection and they're trying to bring value to their users. It's like, why should they be beholden to what the founders think is the right idea? Like, why can't the community take things in their own hands and just create and extend these NFTs in a, in a permissionless way? And like, that's kind of what 6551 and Collection Plus brings together. Well, totally, because we've seen that before as well with like communities that have come up around what was essentially a dead NFT collection or they didn't vibe with the way or, or indeed like the, the founders essentially hand over the keys to the community and they just run it from there. But, you know, maybe now with 6551 that can, it speeds up the process. Ultimately you can do it permissionlessly. I was going to say some of the strongest communities, like the Milady community has no, like they kind of like off their founder or whatever. And it's kind of just like them doing their own stuff now. And it's like, they're one of the strongest communities in the NFT space now because they kind of said like they don't want to deal with their founder or whatever. So I think that's that's pretty powerful. Yeah, I think it kind of gets rid of this whole concept of handing over the keys, right? When the most important thing about an NFT isn't the keys to the contract or the keys to the community, it's what the NFT can do itself. You have this much more bottoms up approach to... Um, to building NFT communities and to interacting with the whole crypto sphere as your NFT. Jaden, what do you think about Lens Protocol like baking in 6551 in Lens V2? And I know they're like keenly exploring um, how they can, you know, shift Lens Profile NFTs to become itself the wallet and all these interesting things for sort of, you know, community badges or community formation and stuff. I think like we have, I, we've barely touched on it in this conversation, but like the Web3 social use case for, for everything that we're talking about here is, it's kind of huge, especially when we're also talking about these like new town squares and, and all this kind of stuff. So interested in what those sort of conversations have looked like between Future Primitive and Lens. Yeah, it's been awesome to see some of the work that they've been doing, experimenting with 6551 and now going as far as kind of building into their protocol support for this concept of NFTs, having wallets and NFTs being users on Lens. Because uh, I think it makes sense, right? Like you have all of these people interacting on social networks has their NFT, right? Your PFP is your NFT. You might have, you know, Punk6529 as your as your handle, right? You're, you're interacting as this token as this identity this gives you the way to do that natively right like that just becomes a native part of using on-chain social media is that nfts are users too um and i think it's, it makes a lot of sense in the context of social protocols that live on chain like lens where all of the handles are already nfts and so when you're interacting with the network as a handle instead of collecting all of these follow NFTs and all of these like NFTs, these community NFTs in the wallet that you're using with uh, a given protocol, 
your handle could start collecting those things themselves. Um, one of the lens um, products called Orb is building this out right now with their communities project where all of the communities you join are represented as NFTs that are actually held inside the token bound account of your lens handle. And so it's your lens handle that accumulates all of these membership tokens rather than the wallet that owns the lens handle collecting all of those tokens. So I think this makes a lot of sense in the context of on-chain social, both in terms of bringing NFTs to the table as users and giving you the ability to interact with protocols as your NFT, but also just in the way that these protocols are laid out. I think it's going to be really cool to see protocols being built around this concept of NFTs can go inside of other NFTs. Tokens can go inside of NFTs. ETH can go inside of NFTs. The play space in terms of building protocols with this primitive expands pretty widely. Yeah, I like that social use case aside from all the many, many things that, you know, can be built and can be done. It also feels neater for like my wallet address as well. You know what I mean? Like for many of these like social interaction things, having that drop into my like lens profile NFT somehow feels neater in a way. Um, you know, certainly easier to, I suppose, allow list for or things like that going forward. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I agree, like I really... Um, I dig what Orb is doing and we're getting set to like launch a UFO community on Orb really soon. And um, yeah, I kind of got the feel again, like it's another, it's an opportunity to do something like an open subreddit basically. So people who are kind of about this UFO stuff or they've heard some episodes or they're into what we're doing or whatever um, can kind of meet in that space to chat about the kind of stuff that is kind of in the orbit um, of what we're doing. So yeah, super, a super dig uh, Orb for sure. Um, yeah. And for Isaac and Neo as well, like, um, where, what are your, uh, like views and takes on web three social, uh, in general and what's being built out there and potentially how it also interrelates with like nouns builder, you know, and how these things can kind of be, uh, woven together. Yeah. It's interesting. The lens, the, the way lens is kind of approaching is like, maximally on chain like put everything on chain i've been we've been actually spending a good amount of time in farcaster that's kind of doing a different approach where they have their own uh protocol and they keep like only certain aspects on ethereum and the the community around farcaster has been just very very cool to work with the and we kind of recently integrated some of the social aspects into our actual like front end so they recently dropped uh, a feature called, I think it's like categories or collections, where you can basically create a discussion around any arbitrary string. So some of the interesting things they've been doing is like creating a category around NFTs where you have this whole channel. It's called channels, actually. My bad. <laughs> but they created a channel around uh, Zorbs. So now anyone can kind of talk in the Zorbs channel about Zora and Zorbs in general. They created a channel around BuilderDAO. So now we have this like place for off-chain discussions where anyone can kind of talk about BuilderDAO and proposals and things like that without having to go into our Discord, without having to find the conversation on Twitter. And we can pull in that information on our client too. So we show like the BuilderDAO feed on the BuilderDAO page. And it's exciting because anyone can now run like the back end of Farcaster called the hub and anyone that wants to build a client like on the nouns builder protocol they can also pull in this uh this conversation as well like permissionlessly and add to the conversation as well so i'm excited about Farcaster as kind of like a communication layer for our DAOs specifically yeah, I think Farcast is great. Um, I think the one thing that I mentioned previously, and uh, yeah, I tweeted or casted previously, was that Farcast has got a really good opportunity to be the uh, decentralized social governance social governance protocol. Um, if people if DAOs start having more conversations publicly um, on something like Farcast, that's gonna it's it's ultimately a positive. Uh, move for the for the entire DAO ecosystem. I would say I think uh, a lot of the DAO conversations usually beha happen behind the scenes or usually in private group DMs and all that. I I get like there's certain conversations that have to happen behind the scenes 
because they might be a bit sensitive, but I reckon like 95, 98% of all data conversations should be held publicly. And I think something like Farcaster or even Lent can play a really important role in helping DAOs um, become even more decentralized, I would say. Like, especially from a discussions point of view. Like, if you want to, if you're trying to onboard more people into your community or your DAO, I don't think Discord is necessarily necessarily the answer. I feel like the past couple of years, I think the NFT bull run burnt a lot of people out when it comes to Discord. Like, they opened Discord, they're like, oh, I don't really want to like deal with Discord. But if you're on something like a, on Firecaster, it's a different mindset. Uh, as a user, you you're treating that uh, differently because you've got a public persona, uh, public persona, and uh, you want to be a little bit more thoughtful around how you respond publicly, or you want to be a bit more thoughtful around how you share your thoughts publicly um, as well. So, yeah, I think it's I think uh, Web three native social protocols or apps uh, de- de- definitely here to. St- to stay, I, th- I think the other thing around it's you, you see products like Interface, uh, where they where you could follow a bunch of wallets, and then you could see what all you could see all the on chain transactions or all the transactions, uh, the people that you follow, what they do, and you're like, oh wait, that becomes that starts becoming a very social interaction. Uh, you're not just seeing what they're tweeting about; you're actually seeing what they're doing on chain. Um, yeah, you, yeah, I, I think that's, that's, you, it's going to start becoming more social, especially for like on chain DAO votes, right? Um, if you go on house of WTF, they essentially surface all the nouns, uh, the nounish DAO votes, the reasons behind it, it starts becoming more of a social practice. You're like, oh, wait, here's what that other person said. Here's what that other, other person said. Um, and then you start uh, kind of like identifying prominent members within the community through their thoughts, through their public, uh, through their opinions, pub, uh, public opinions. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, we're, we're definitely seeing an evolution of, of DAO governance going from like Discord group DMs to something that's a little more public. And uh, I think social protocols like Farcast and Lens have a very important role to play here. I strongly agree with that. I think it's a super uh, important uh, point and something to think about. It's a lot of the joy uh, of it, really. It feels like all these things are coming together at once and kind of formulate Voltron. And, um, you know, there's a thing as well of like being able to like post comments or kind of replies when minting NFTs on Zora, which is super sick as well. And that's starting to kind of play out. And now I believe through 6551, you can uh, essentially like post a, uh, a reply or a comment or whatever, but like drop that to someone's NFT. I feel like I picked that up from uh, Osmosis. Maybe Jaden can can speak to that, but that kind of, that's another like really interesting social space that it's kind of like new ways of doing it entirely. That's just not just like a Twitter clone necessarily. There's this whole deeper layers of uh, interaction and whatnot. But um, yeah, uh, maybe I can throw to Jaden for your thoughts on that. Yeah, for sure. I- I think communication via things like Barcaster and Lens are just a small part of the total communication that can happen inside of a DAO, right? Every time you mint a token, every time you create a new piece of artwork, every time you ship code, that's all part of the DAO's communication. And so with 6551, now you can start throwing things inside of other tokens uh, as part of that communication. I think that all becomes a part of the life of the DAO, the life of the kind of public square, this weird thing, this weird collection of people working on things that is a DAO. Um, so yeah, that's totally a possible use case of 6551 in this case. So I want to um, give great thanks to all of you for coming and uh, coming on the show together for this conversation. Uh, super fun. And it's like, it's not it's not so common that we have like, um, you know, three guests at once or whatever, but it's always really fun when we do it. So I think I may well start doing it a lot more. Um, so just going between you guys, but, um, shout out to Isaac and Neo first. And if you guys could maybe give a little guidance, if like someone's curious to kind of, um, delve into the nouns builder ecosystem and kind of, uh, get started in that space, like where should they go, uh, online to start getting up to speed? 
Yeah, I mean, check out the public discussions going on Farcaster. Follow us on Twitter. Send us a DM. We can kind of figure out, get you to the right places in the DAO. Obviously, the Discord is, we're still using it for now. But check out what's happening on chain is the most important part. Like, what kind of proposals are people doing? Is this the kind of DAO that you're interested in joining? Because it's like, it's like Reddit. You kind of need to check out what subreddits you vibe with and see what people are posting, how people are voting. Like the vote with reason is such a social thing as well, where you can kind of see the culture of a DAO within the reasons of why they vote for certain things. So yeah, check out Nouns Builder and yeah, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Podcaster and happy to get people onboarded. Isaac, I don't know if you have anything to add there. It's like pretty, pretty well yeah. covered, but like uh, maybe pointing towards people, towards other resources, either through uh, Zora and, and places. Yeah, like well, we've got, a, we've got a GitHub repo that's open source. Uh, Neoprize just being uh, absolute, an absolute gun at uh, maintaining, developing all the features of the past few months. So definitely if you're a technical person, if you want to contribute to... A Nounish project, uh, I would say definitely start with the GitHub repo. Uh, obviously, join us on Firecaster. It's it, there's there's a builder channel specifically where all discussions around builder DAO is being held right there. There's also like monthly builder guild meetups, uh, and yeah, that's that's in, on Discord. But definitely interact with us on Twitter, Firecaster. Uh, reach out to us via DMs. You want to do public tweet and tag us that's okay as well but yeah we're we're here we're on chain we're building uh yeah we're excited to welcome you to the community if you if you think yeah amazing and Jaden, thanks again for for coming on the show and and dropping in here um for people we want to learn more about 6551 and, and what's going on with that and also what you're doing at future primitive and everything uh where should they uh go online yeah, so the kind of central hub for all things 6551 related right now is tokenbound.org. It's a little website where you can learn about what 6551 is, how you can use it, uh, see some of the use cases people are using it for, and most importantly, actually play with it yourself. You can start putting things inside of your NFTs uh, today, which is kind of fun to do. Uh, we also, if you're a developer, want to get involved uh, we do have a developer working group where people are jamming on different ideas day in and day out, um, building stuff together, which is really great. Um, so feel free to DM me for that and can give you a link to that. Uh, to keep an eye out on what Future Primitive is doing, we're at Future Primitive on Twitter. Uh, and I, I love that, uh, as what you were saying about, we're here, we're on chain, we're building. That's, uh, that's the way to do it. Thank you to Jaden, Neocry, and Isaac for coming on UFO. Links to their projects and resources are in the show notes at ufo.mira.xyz. Thanks to our sponsors who made this episode possible. To get started with Zirian and create your new crypto wallet, head to zirian.io. To join the Lens ecosystem and explore the future of Web3 social, head to lens.xyz. To explore Ethereum with Interface, download the app at interface.social. This is Nick Hollins signing off from UFO.